the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Jeremy Autry. And I'm Chuck Mead. And Jeremy, this is the last episode for 2023. Let's go, but Chuck, we still have a whole month left. We do have a whole month left. We are going to take the month of December off to regroup and um, get our agenda and plan set. Basically, we've said everything we know to say. Not quite. We also have a couple other um, factors happening. Um, uh, My wife is, hopefully by this recording coming out, um, our daughter will have been born by then. Let's hope so. And um, then our editor, Abby Fasciano, she's out on maternity leave. Um, Her and her husband had a little baby girl. Yeah. Born last week. And Cheryl and I still just have three sons. And That's true. We're just hanging out. They're past the stage of life. So we're going to take that month of December off. And so we kind of just wanted to make this kind of like our Christmas episode, talking about Christmas traditions. Yeah, I love Christmas traditions. Do you? I really, really do. I um, So uh, I grew up, um, you know, my parents got divorced when I was pretty young. And I don't remember a ton of my childhood, but I feel like I didn't carry a lot of Christmas traditions Mm -hmm. into adulthood. Um, One that I remember, um, oh, so before I get carried away, so I feel like maybe I um, am a little obsessed with Christmas traditions because Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't have any that I brought with me. So, uh, and Cheryl has a similar situation, so I think we really lean into the concept of, hey, this is a tradition for our family. So we have a, we have a lot, and they're, they're pretty important to us. Mm. And I know that it's traditions change as you move into different seasons with your kids. I know that, like, we had my Mead family tradition, the main one I can remember, is we watched It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. That was it. Like, we watched that um, at night and then went to bed, um, and that was, like, the last thing we did together as a family. But now, um, it's interesting, we're on the um, video chat app Marco Polo as a family, and so on Christmas Eve night, everyone's sending videos of them watching It's a Wonderful Life at the same time in their own living room. That's pretty awesome. So, And this podcast is um, supported by the Marco Polo app, so... It should be. No, Although, no, I don't like it because they keep raising their prices on it. And, I'm you so know, sorry. What was you guys should not. consider using um, group texting on your phone and then... Eh, not as fun. Oh, okay. Know. I didn't know. Sorry about that. So, yeah, uh, people have grown up with different traditions. And uh, what would you say, Jeremy, like now? What would be some of your main traditions uh, that you do now? There's so many. My wife, uh, Cheryl, literally does... Um, a day of Christmas every day in December. Mm-hmm. So every single day of the month of December, from the 1st to the 25th, there's some Christmas-focused thing that mm-hmm. our family does. Um, and some of those are, you know, new each year, and, and some of them are small. They're not all, you know, this big, huge undertaking. Um, but um, scattered among those 25 days will be things that we do this every year. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, uh, there's a place around here that has um, Christmas lights in Meadow. the country. Meta. Meadow. Meadow. Meadow lights. Okay. I, I think you're allowed to say meta or meadow, but never meadow. 
Sorry, that's all I can it's do. Okay, but you know we've been doing that for I don't know twenty years now. Mm. Going during the month of December, which a million other people do that too, you know. But it's just one of our uh, maybe not a million, um, and but it's it's one of our traditions. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this episode was brought to you by Meadow Lights. Hey, that'd be nice. We can get in for true. free. <laughs> That's not true. No, nope. we're going to have to spend $4 a piece to ride that little train. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Having those different things and, um, like just experiencing, I love each new year as my son gets older and this year having an uh, infant daughter and just being able to experience different things like them understanding, um, new things about Christmas for the first time and just seeing it. Oh, with each year they're, they're getting to understand the significance right now. This year we're teaching why that, that Christmas is Jesus's birthday. Good job. So every day he sings happy birthday to Jesus. Let's go. It's not even December yet, man. And Wyatt's birthday is December 6th. So his birthday's coming first, but yeah, Jesus birthday. Jesus trumps you kid. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's why we say, you know, everyone gives a lot of grief about decorating for Christmas or listening to Christmas cel- uh, like music before Thanksgiving. But yet some of those same people that gripe about that, they, they celebrate their birthday for a whole month. <laughs> they say, it's my birth month. Give me a present three weeks before my birthday. <laughs> And it's like, if Jesus, if you get one month, let's give Jesus two, okay? Two it's months, okay. that's fair. Come on, I man. feel like that. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, that was my rant. I'm sorry. Okay. We, uh, my job, you know, I'm the children's pastor, and we have a Christmas play often, and there's not a lot of Sunday nights that we get to meet with the kids in December. So I start thinking Christmas yeah. as soon as we finish our... Um, candy in cars, mm-hmm. trunk or treat, junk in the trunk, loot in the boot, snack like in the that. back. I yep. don't know. When, as soon as that's over, my mind goes straight to Christmas. Not that I'm skipping Thanksgiving. I'm still excited about that. But usually our Christmas tree is up for our Thanksgiving meal, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which I guess that's another tradition. But I move into that season quickly. What would you say, Jeremy, are the, what would be the purpose of traditions? Uh, Well, I guess here's the split, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think our culture, you know, has Christmas traditions. I think there are families who don't worship Christ, who are not celebrating the birth of the Savior, but have traditions, Mm -hmm. you know, and for them, this is part of their family, um, this is part of who they are as a family and, and and making memories together. And those things are valuable and important. But there's nothing holy or sacred about that. You know, mm-hmm. not that my traditions are holy or sacred. Those are probably too strong of words. But um, uh, from the beginning of our family, when Cheryl and I were married, before we even had kids, our traditions, we wanted to look at them as here is part of what we do to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, Cheryl and I began a tradition. It may have been our first Christmas together. We bought each other an ornament, and we opened that gift on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not always a a Christ-centered ornament. Mine's usually um, a superhero or a Star Wars character. But this is part of what we do 
as we're celebrating the birth of Christ. Right. You know, it's wrapped up in that celebration. So throughout that season, with every tradition, we're trying to make sure, not that the tradition itself is Christ-centered, but the concept of the tradition is that this is part of how we celebrate mm-hmm. the birth of Christ. There's a danger in trying to separate the secular and the sacred in feeling like, okay, this part of our Christmas tradition is um, just for our family, but then we're going to do the Christian tradition, the stuff about Jesus. Really, we can view every single part of our Christmas traditions as connected to the birth of Christ if we are followers of Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, we're celebrating a birthday, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff we do, goofy stuff we do mm-hmm. to celebrate human birthdays, and it's not necessarily logical, and it doesn't really tell the story of a birth, And but it's still part of the birthday celebration, like right. those really weird hats that we wear and mm-hmm. blowing out candles and, you know, like stuff that's, this is just part of the tradition of celebrating a birthday. So I feel like the celebration of Christ's birthday should be even more, and even if it's not easily identified as sacred. You know what I mean? Like here is us reading the Christmas story. Even if it is exchanging ornaments, it's part of our celebration of the birth of Christ. When would you say, Jeremy, a tradition can become dangerous that is not Christ-centered? Again, it's not explicitly um, referring to the birth of Jesus, but when does it become dangerous? All these fun things we do. Yeah. Um, So, which... Uh, I guess my first thought is a couple of episodes ago, we talked about being busy. Mm-hmm. And if your tradition is making this season so busy or your traditions are making this season so busy that you don't have as much or an appropriate amount of time and focus and energy for the things that are obviously sacred, like your time with Christ and and worshiping together as a family. If the traditions are getting in the way of that, this is a danger. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thought that I would have is if um, if the tail's wagging the dog, if the tradition becomes the center mm-hmm. and it becomes the main, most important thing, instead of the birth of Christ mm-hmm. and us celebrating that, um, then there's a danger. And the it's really hard to identify that line sometimes. Right. And so whatever it is that we do to um, value the birth of Christ, um, if we find other things in our schedule, in our traditions or activities, things we do, that's taking away attention from that. Not that every single activity and tradition we do has to be explicitly about the birth of Christ, but if we find, man, I have no time to go to a a worship service centered around Christmas, or I have no time to go and sit down and read Luke 2 with my family, I've not got no time to really stop and dwell about the actual meaning, that's when it may become dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And so there's that time element. But I think also, which um, uh, two widely... Um, embrace traditions that pop into my head that it's not just about the time that these take, but it's about they can become the focus of the season. Yeah. Um, the first is uh, the exchanging of gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, it can become, Christmas can become more about the gifts you're receiving mm-hmm. and or the gifts that you're giving and the people that you want to give them to or the people you feel like you need to give them to in this ever-growing Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that can become the center of Christmas yeah. and what all of your thoughts are while it's the Christmas season and what you're thinking about. And, um, and then this idol has slipped in and suddenly the receiving of gifts, which is bad, but even the giving of gifts yeah. becomes the idol and it becomes the thing. And it's not about the birth of Christ. And this happens in your heart. Like yeah. nobody, nobody can pinpoint it in another person. Oh, I see this on you that this has happened. But in your heart, this becomes the thing. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, so obviously, I think exchanging gifts is great, but it can't replace in your mind, in your heart, in your family's collective consciousness, mm-hmm. this is the reason for the season. That sounds so cliche. I didn't mean to say that. Um, I think with what you just said, the temptation for kids is to make the focus on around Christmas on receiving gifts. And then at, for parents especially, the focus becomes on giving gifts. Yeah, and, getting your, the kids, and yes. your kids. And uh, in our mind, well, that's not evil. Mm-hmm. My kid is the most important thing. And right. You know what I mean? But it is evil. I right. have no other gods before me. It's dangerous. It's evil. It's, it's okay in its proper perspective. Your kids should be important. And seeing them excited about opening their gifts should be important. Yeah. But not more important than celebrating that the creator of the universe stepped into our reality yes. to rescue us from our mess. And it's funny because this can be easily be one of many things that parents do, the gift giving, because I think that can become the, the focus, taking the focus off of Christ, is then along with many other things in parenting, it becomes a comparison game. Hey, whereas kids, you're, you're showing off to your friends, hey, look at what gifts. Hey, I got better gifts than you. Look at what I got. Then as parents, what, we're, what I see now is the temptation is, hey, look at the load of presents my kid got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. um, yep. Santa was good to my kid. Look <laughs> at all these. And that, that it, that's what it can easily become, a display of yeah. the gifts that you gave your kids. Right. If... That is the focus on Christmas. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's it's hard to know what's happening in someone else's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the number one challenge is be aware of what's going on in your own heart. Right. You know what I mean? And then have these conversations with your kid about what's going on in their own hearts. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I'm almost hesitant as a children's pastor to bring this up. I don't know if we even should. Is it the S word? It's the <laughs> Word, yes. You know, uh, Santa Claus, and let's just reiterate a strongly held position for this podcast. And Chuck and I believe wholeheartedly every family is different. You get to parent your kids your way. Um, uh, This can be a controversial topic in the church Mm -hmm. and um, with really strong well-thought-out, heartfelt positions on each side. If your family does Santa Claus, rock on. If your family hates Santa Claus, rock on. We probably should have put a disclaimer at the beginning Don't of this hate episode. Him. Well, I'm just saying, if you hate the concept of Santa Claus, I will say, with really young kids, if you're not careful, the idea, the magical concept of Santa Claus is coming and he's going to drop off this gift in our house and the flying reindeer and, you know, all those stories. That magical, exciting fantasy can become the center of mm. Christmas for them. It takes the I'm excited about Christmas morning and opening my gifts to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. So um, with any other tradition, 
you've got to make doubly sure with this one that we're bringing this back to this is an aspect of how we worship Jesus at Christmas. This is part of that. If you can do that um, with Santa Claus and Rudolph and um, little dentist elves and, you know, do it, man. But yep. if you can't, then don't. You know, if, yeah. if you're looking for this old man, children's pastor's position on Santa Claus, if you can't keep Christ the center of Christmas for your family and your kids, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. If you can, that's your business. You know, then um, it's like meat offered to idols. You know, yeah. this yeah. seems like the line to me. Right. Um, and uh, if you have any hate mail concerning either side of this issue, send it straight to Chuck. Chuck at cbcdown.com. Thanks, Jeremy. That really is um, his email yeah. address. I can't believe he gave you the real That's okay. email address. Um, so, and I would say, too, it, is it's important to remember, you can agree to, agree, agree to disagree with other um, parents on this. So whatever position you have, it's not your job to correct someone else's kids on yeah. maybe a different belief. Right. So I wouldn't want, you know, you wouldn't want someone's kid running up and saying, if you, their kids, if their family doesn't do Santa Claus, I can't believe you don't do that. Like, that's ridiculous. At the same time, you know, it's not our job. If you don't, it's not your job. If you don't do Santa to make sure your kids are the Santa police telling everyone that Santa doesn't exist. Like you don't want to be uh, the one straightening, straightening out everyone's, um, decisions for their own family. I knew a pastor who homeschooled his three sons, and when they were in lower elementary, um, he and his family really leaned into the anti-Santa sentiment um, to the point of making fun of other kids who did believe in it. And this is not a joke. They would go to the mall and mock and belittle the children standing in line to meet Santa Claus. And they were like seven or nine. I mean, they were young kids themselves, and they would shout at these kids making fun of them and belittling them. And he was a pastor, and this seemed appropriate to him. You know what I mean? They thought it was a funny, in the fun sp- thing to do. What the? What a great spirit of Jesus. Jesus yeah. loves the little children so much, yeah. sh- shouting at them in Making the line Making them the cry mall. in the line at the mall. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so uh, there's nothing, there's nothing Christ-honoring about that, you know right. what I mean? But right. that's a, I doubt anybody well, listening and I would just say um, thinking that way. No, no, and I know um, people can come to different conclusions, but when you know, kids would say things to, um, cause my parents did Santa and when kids would come up and say, I can't believe you, your kids still believe in Santa. My mom would just say, well, he comes to our house. I don't know why he doesn't come to yours. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid would be like, what? Yeah. Santa comes. And then they go and question their parents. <laughs> Thanks mom. Thanks You're a lot. Awesome. Mom. Yeah. Chuck's so, yeah. mom is awesome. She is. I mean, there's, there's so many different, um, wonderful, pleasant memories I have of different traditions. And um, I'm learning, Jeremy, right now that I have to adjust adjust the traditions um, that um, we do with our family right now. Like Pastor Cameron, I'll give him a shout out because he, he and Lynn do this um, tradition. I don't know if they still do it, but they would, I think it's an Icelandic tradition. You but know, was, those famous Icelandic you know, Christmas traditions. And what they would do is they would each get a book on Christmas Eve 
and they would read their and chocolate and they would each read their book and eat chocolate whatever till like midnight or something oh, and, go to bed. and we did that one year and i love that like i love hearing about those different unique traditions that families do and like katie and i have done that but now we're we're like the tradition for us is this christmas let's just try to get like sleep with yeah. a newborn good luck and um, we like there's stuff we got to put together the night before. Like there's just think different things we need to <laughs> yeah. do, and um, so it's going to look different now in this season of life. But I'm excited. Whatever stage of parenting we're in, we can look to establish traditions as our kids are are becoming aware as they're understanding uh, the meaning of Christmas that we then can begin to um, put more focus on and grow and adjust as our kids get yeah. older. I'm sure Christmas looks different with your kids oh, now different. than it did 10 years but ago. You, you know, my kids are great sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheryl gets matching pajamas for the kids. I don't get them, but the kids Sorry. all get them. Dylan will be 21 yeah. in January. So just Christmas, he will be almost, I'm sorry, Dylan will be 21 in December. Yeah. And so in Christmas, he will have just turned 21, but he's all in, you know, so he gets a pair of matching pajamas with his 12 year old brother and they all, um, they all take a Christmas picture together in their pajamas. He'll be 21 years old. Right. He's a good sport. Now, um, when, if he gets married, he's got kids, I don't know when that line is. (laughs) Maybe once you're out of the house, we quit buying your Christmas pajamas. I think that's probably the line. Maybe that's Although I could see Cheryl sending them to him in the mail or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think I think our family has done a good job of establishing these traditions and getting joy from them without letting them overcome and become the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. And I guess um, the challenge that I would say, and we may have already said this, but if we're wrapping up, I want to make sure we end on this concept. You got to be... In your own mind, nonstop, this is about Jesus. This is how I'm celebrating Jesus today. Mm-hmm. This is the focus. He's the reason. Um, the reason I drink eggnog every year at Christmas is because I'm celebrating Jesus' birthday, and this is part of that. Yeah. You know? And then we got to say it to our kids. Right. Hey, remember, um, the reason we got all these presents this morning is because of Jesus. Hey, the reason that we're going to see grandmas because we're celebrating Jesus with grandma. Yeah. And that doesn't stop when they're six or when right. they're 10 or when they're 21. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this has to be something you're telling yourself and something you as a family are constantly reminding each other of. Yeah. Because otherwise these things are so important and your family is so important and it's so fun and it's so magical that the celebration itself can become the idol. Yeah. And then, I mean, just step back and think about that for a moment. The celebration, Christmas, the concept of Christmas becomes more important to us than the fact that Christ himself came to rescue us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. To, the, to the point of, of uh, downplaying right. that, you know? And the traditions you have can impact your kids where it may not feel in that moment they get it, they understand it, but they will in the future. They're, that's what, what I'm realizing is, man, my family celebrated Christmas every single year. 
And so, you know, I am now an adult celebrating Christmas, and it's very easy to hear the same message every year for it to become stale, boring. How in the world does hearing the same thing, celebrating the same thing become more exciting? But the more we understand what Christ did, the more we understand why he came to this earth, his incarnation coming to rescue us from our sin, rescue us from ourselves. And that just becomes more of a beautiful, beautiful picture for us to meditate on and worship. And it can be something that has increases in meaning in your own personal life and in your family's life as you continue year after year, whatever traditions you look like. Um, but keep, like, as his radio would say, keeping the main thing the main thing. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by his radio. Uh, no, it's not. Um, just keeping the focus in our traditions on Christ. Yeah, yeah. And and if you can't, then scrap it. Mm-hmm. You know what? If it's getting in the way, then scrap it. Um, so uh, I was trying to think of what my favorite current tradition is before mm-hmm. we wrap up. My favorite current Christmas tradition for my whole family. I think this is cheese ball, maybe, but Christmas Eve itself is my favorite current Christmas tradition Mm -hmm. because in the lead up to Christmas, it's probably the most Christ centered part of it. We come here to, uh, to our church and we have a worship service on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it just is what it is. It's short. We're outside. There's barrels of wood burning and we sing some songs and, and, um, you know, it's not the most polished service we have all Mm -hmm. year long. It's not the most well attended, But it is a, hey, we're stopping everything else, and we're making this the important thing, you know? And then I go home with my 12-year-old son, my 16-year-old son, and this year my 21-year-old son, and we make cookies for Santa Claus. Mm. We leave milk and cookies out, and uh, we exchange our ornaments, and they go to bed, and I stay up and put out Santa Claus and eat a cookie and drink Mm -hmm. some milk. And it is, and all of it is... This is focused on Christ. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's amazing. I love hearing different traditions. I love um, being able to um, share the message of Christ with my son now. And I, I know that's something, as you pray about your traditions, be spirit-led. And um, we hope you guys have a great time with your family. Have a great month of December. Don't miss us too much. And hey, this episode was brought to you by the Central Baptist Church Starlight Christmas Service. Yes, happening on Christmas Eve Yeah, at 8 o'clock. If you're within driving distance, come by. Please join us. Yeah, your kids can wear their pajamas. You, you can wear yours if you want. Okay. Thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Merry Christmas.